0: Uh, I think the big thing there is when you see the vision down the line, it allows the path to get there to be freeform. It allows it to allows you to roll with the punches that life kind of throws at you. Welcome to episode two of the potentially successful podcast. I'm your host Jeff James, and this is my friend Baxter Up. He's he's a host too. Um, Hey, we want this Thanks. to be a podcast where we jump into our financial journey. We bring you along. We're going to make mistakes as always, but we want you to have a front row seat, see everything, learn everything just as we're learning it.
1: Yeah. Last week we talked about what we would say are the three keys to goal setting. And key number one was vision. Key number two was at taking actionable steps and three was being able to make adjustments or rolling with the punches. This week we're going to be diving into vision and talking about how important it is to have a why behind what you do. Yeah,
0: for sure, for sure. We should we should start with why. Okay. Right. Uh, Simon Sinek has a great book. He has a great, uh, honestly, probably one of the best TED talks I've ever seen on this concept in general. He calls it the golden circle. That's the illustration he uses, but the 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 video has a subtitle of like how great leaders inspire action. And that's kind of the concept here, right? Vision is the ability to, to imagine the future with, um, or see the future with imagination or wisdom. And yeah, that's kind of the concept here, right? How do you inspire yourself to get somewhere right To, to action, whether that's in a business, that's your, your business vision, your organizational vision, or just your personal vision to bolster, your goals,
1: right? Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned the golden circle. For those who haven't heard it, talk us through that a little. Oh, bit. Oh yeah,
0: for sure. Okay. So the golden circle, uh, basically, it, it's it's just one just one big circle that you know that's the what, right? That's the, the basically basically the object, the thing you're trying to do, and then you make a concentric ring inside of it, just a smaller circle, and that's the how, uh, and that's okay. What is the method in which I'm going to achieve the what? Um, and then if you go one circle in, that's the why. That's the that's the motivation. That's the vision. That's the the kind of the mission behind what you are doing that drives you forward. And so, if you want to put this into practice, the the example that Simon Sinek um, gives in this video is talking about you know so many like tech companies, right? They they might say we have this new product. It has this much memory, this much storage, and is this fast. Please buy our product, right? And then. No one buys the product, but then you, then you like see, I mean, first of all, marketing geniuses like Apple, right? Uh, um, do the, do the golden circle in in their marketing, but they do it from the inside out. So the example I just gave was from the outside in, right? It, it was saying, here's our product and here's what it might do for you. Um, and they, they might even skip the why, but Apple starts from the why out to the how and out to the what. So they'll start with you're a creative. Uh, you want to be more efficient. You like they're, they're, they're they're not even talking about their product yet, but they, they, they connect with the human or the person watching on a emotional level yeah. based on the things that like the overarching goals they're trying to achieve. And then they say, have, do we have the product for you? Right? Like kind of, kind of thing. And, and that's why you want to Mac and, and you'll see that like Apple did a great job of literally connecting their products and their branding to the creative right because that's kind of their whole whole why right like hey we're creative we want you to think differently and if you think differently this is the product this is the brand for you right so yeah that that's kind of what the golden circle is cool
1: yeah and i think i think the kind of key there to talk about you know to make it more personal than just business is even most people and i would say for myself for a long time i started with the what and the how, and didn't make it to the why. Or if I had a little bit of a why, it wasn't where I started. It was, it was just kind of a, Oh, that's a nice thought. Or maybe it was a thought exercise to say, I I need a little bit more purpose behind what I was doing. So for goal setting, you know, that, that could look something similar. Like I think the, the analogy we used last week was if you're setting off to do something specific and you're so focused on what you're doing, like running three days a week or something like that, or five days a week or whatever it is. That's, that's the how. And, and maybe the, what is you're, you're trying to get a little bit in better shape, but there's no why there. And so without that, why it's, it's likely that that goal doesn't have enough, enough, you know, support strength behind it. I know for myself, I've tried to start working out more consistently. And if, if I set some sort of goal like that, working out three times a week, then I'm missing out on the importance of really, you know, really having motivation for it as opposed to, okay, I need to get healthier. I need to be, available to you know live for my family long term i I need to be able to support them and have a healthy lifestyle um that would be a much stronger motivator and then the how in which i'm going to do that is work out three times a week and what that's going to result is is better health better feeling better fitness um so just to kind of break that down Mm -hmm. on a personal level for sure for sure
0: yeah so i would say um there's a quote from i mean even just from that ted talk from simon sinek he says, "Like what you do, what you do simply serves as proof of what you believe, mm-hmm. right?" And so, the reason I see that quote as so powerful is because, yeah, like when you're in the thick of it, when you are trying to achieve, and trying to accomplish, or or trying to just execute your individual um, tasks, like running three times a week, right? You get you get tired out, you get bogged down at work, you're mentally kind of. Uh, burned out. Mm-hmm. And you don't want to just do that thing that you said you're going to do. But if you truly believe that um, what you are doing is part of a bigger vision, part of a bigger story, part of a bigger um, overarching goal, then it's that you in the future that's kind of calling back to you saying, hey, it's worth moving forward. It's worth you know, still pushing through, still being that Uh, still executing on that run when you don't feel like it, right? Um, The other thing I like about that is it's very obvious. I I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but it's very obvious that beliefs, something intangible like a belief is much stronger and longer lasting than a tangible thing like Mm -hmm. just going on a run, right? Like a belief can be somebody's legacy or that intangible concept can be your legacy. Even when you die 100 years after you die, People might remember Baxter Rob did this thing, right? And he, but he stood for this thing, right? Like a lot of people might not remember the individual things that you've done, but they might remember what you stood for, right? And so, just saying that kind of proves to me on an individual level when I'm when I'm working on my goals or 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 need um, to you know want to achieve some goals, having an underlying belief will take me much further than just having the, the yeah. executable tasks you know checked off you Yeah. Know?
1: yeah no i really i really like that i, I like the idea of belief you know if, if i think about the, our podcast a little bit through those terms of what how and why you know the what or the how could be i don't know making money or gaining a following or or just trying to gain influence or something, but without a why, without a tangible something or intangible, as you were saying, behind the scenes that's motivating us, which for us, it's, we want to teach people what we're learning. Um, we, we, we're we not completely successful. We're not where we want to be, but we want to bring people along as we're learning. And we want to show you what, what we're seeing. And so without that, why it's, it's easy to get burned out. And you know, for me, it, that's what motivates me to even sit here and do the podcast and learn the things the what and the how for it, yeah, you know. Yeah.
0: The funny thing is, like, if our goal is just to make money or gain a following, a podcast is not the best way to do that. <laughs> sure. like, it's not the quickest way to do that. Uh, even just producing a single episode takes a lot of effort. Yeah. And so it's like, yeah, that's just that's just a terrible what and how, right? It's, yeah. uh If that was the goal to make money or gain a following, but with our why to teach people to bring people along so that people can more people than just us two can uh, can, uh, benefit from what yeah. we're learning, then it's like, oh, it's not just a podcast. It becomes a, a big thing, a much bigger thing, right? We could do so many things that fit the vision of teaching people, right? Whether that's meeting in person, doing groups weekly or monthly, whether that's, you know, spreading out to other, other, um, you know, mediums of teaching people, whether we do courses, whether we do YouTube, whatever, it's just, it just getting content out to people that will help them take their personal finance and investments to the next level. Um, and then, yeah, that vision just, just pushes it. It's like a 10 X multiplier or probably more than that. Uh, just multiplies whatever you're trying to do. Um, and, and makes it way, way more worth it. Do you, do you and Holly have any like, um, like examples of this kind of in your personal life?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so I think, I think for us, I, I know a big motivator, for me, a big why for me. um, Well, I'll start with the what and kind of the how. So what I want to achieve, one of my goals is uh, I want to be financially free um, in the next 15 years or so. I'd like to be able to have enough passive income, so income where I don't have to actively work for. I don't have to spend a significant portion of time working for Um, where my money's working for me, um, that I don't have to work and that Holly doesn't have to work. Um, So that um, is kind of the what that we want. The how would be through real estate and through potentially some other investments where we would have our, like I said, our money working for us in a way that doesn't require significant portions of time where we wouldn't have to work a 40-hour-a-week job. And really the reason why we want that and what motivates me, what keeps me focused on those things is is time. And we mentioned time freedom, but for me, it really comes down to spending time with family and spending time with friends. Like for me, my my grandpa... Um, is, is, is been struggling with dementia and Alzheimer's for a long time now. And my family even had to put him in, in a, in a, like a little bit more assisted care and living. And, um, that was just really tough. Like, I, I know that like, it's hard to not be able to be there because I have to work, you know? And I think about for me and my family and even my parents and Holly's parents that, that that's a motivator for me is I don't want to have to work until I'm 60 65 70 or whatever and then you know the time where you know my family my 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 dad my mom are retired that they're kind of traveling and having fun and then they're getting older and you know they might have health issues or things like that so again it's that freedom and that ability to say I don't have to work if I don't want to because I'm supported by those other things and so I just look at these situations and I'm like man, if I had that freedom, I could make those decisions. And, um, sometimes it's, it's, it's not even a decision. It's like, Oh, this is what I have to do. Or this is what I feel like I should do. But I feel like I can't because I have to work a job. I have to, you know, I have to support my family, which is a good thing. And working is a good thing, like we've said. Um, but that's a lot of the why behind trying to aggressively pursue some of these goals.
0: So that makes sense. And that's, that's, um, kind of big and overarching. I love that though. I love that it, it's it's family centered. There's a there's like a kind of a heartstrings being pulled there, and I think that's the kind. I mean, maybe not everyone operates like that, but for me, like getting the feeling behind it really helps color the 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 goal in in a more human way, and and I think. Um, I think you know if you just see you know goals on a piece of paper, they they might look very self-centered. They might look very money-focused or whatever. But then if you hear the why behind it, you're like, wow, this this person really cares about the people around them. And I think that's valuable, right? It it definitely humanizes you, and it and it it keeps your goals. You know, I don't know. I, I like that they're centered around other people, right? It's not just you. It's like yeah, you you'll benefit from it, but it's about your wife, it's about your family, it's about your grandparents, it's about your parents, that kind of thing. Um, so that really that's that's really awesome. Um, I think you can also apply this, I mean, you can apply this anywhere really, and you can apply it to anything that you're doing and any role that you, that you, that you play in whatever organization you might be in. So at even just at work, right, you're doing a tax, a task that you, that you hate. It's most likely, it's most probable that the, the tasks that you hate will, the quality of your work will degrade over time. And like, you know, the performance there won't just just won't be as best as, as good as it could, could be. Right. And even if you, if you go about it, if you approach it with, okay, what is the why behind why I have to do this task? Like, why do I have to actually complete this monotonous task or this small thing? And then if you went to your boss or your boss's boss or whoever is appropriate and ask them, okay, help me understand how does this help the company move forward? How does this help my team move forward? What is the purpose of this specific task? As soon as you understand it, either you can decide, okay, this task actually doesn't have any meaning and everyone's on the same page. Let's get rid of it. Or you find out the why and then you can then approach the task with the end goal in mind. And then maybe even not just do the task ABC as it is on the paper, but expand it to be more, uh, more broad or more all encompassing to accomplish the end goal, not just the task as it, as is stated on paper. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's a, I think, I think, um, applying the concept of the why searching for that, why really digging for it and then, um, and then developing it as once you've defined it, developing it into something that makes sense to you and can actually motivate you Mm. is very, very beneficial.
1: Yeah. Do you have any, do you have any tips or ideas on kind of like how, how do you go about doing that for maybe somebody who hasn't done it before? How do you go about searching for a why or developing the kind of thoughts and emotions and crafting that into something that empowers you, that's, yeah. that's, that motivates you or even motivates other people. Right. You mentioned like family can be mo- like, you hear a story about somebody else's family that can be motivating. Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, that's a good example right there. Right. Where it's like, if you don't have something naturally coming out of you, then asking people around you looking on YouTube, looking online for different examples of a why it's like, it's worth, uh, or it's, it's, sorry, it's very easy to then say like, Hey, that's good. You don't have to, you don't have to just always have an original thought. You can say that's good. And I'm stealing that. You know what sure. I mean? Like, Oh, I, I, it's good to steal ideas and then just mold it and, and, and develop it over time to fit, fit your specific situations. Right. Um, but in terms of, um, in terms of developing your own, Uh, I would say a lot of it's introspection, a lot of it's just asking yourself, um, what motivates me, what's important to me, it it might be good to do like a mind map, or or just a brainstorm on a piece of paper or on an app or something where you can just write out, okay, what's important to me, what are kind of the big sectors of my life, uh, or the categories of my life, and what's important to me in those categories, and then seeing Seeing where the goal that you have decided you want fits, right, and then in order to get there, what is truly the motivation, uh, or what's the thing that will motivate you to actually show up and uh, every day to achieve that goal?
1: You know, I'm glad you mentioned introspection because there's there's this concept called vivid vision by Cameron Harold. I think he wrote a book about it as well. Uh, it, it the idea, the whole idea behind it is creating. Again, this vivid vision, this this vivid picture of what you want your life to look like, and that being that motivator. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says, ask ask the question, and think where, not how. So it's that same kind of concept. It's not what or how I'm going to get there. It's where do I see my life in the future? Where do I see myself? You know, a year from now five years from now, 10 years from now, whatever that might be. And start asking yourself that question of what does it look like? What do I want my life to look like? And I think that's a big motivator I know for you. And I know for me as well of this idea of, you know, I talked about, I want my life to look free. I want that freedom. And and the, yeah, that's a big, broad concept. But behind that is, you know, it, it it means maybe not having to work that nine to five job that I mentioned. It means taking vacation with family. It means maybe building a dream house or having a vacation home on the beach or these things. And you start to kind of visualize your life. Um, I think that's something that, you know, Cameron mentions in the book, but also I've heard from others about. Pro athletes, and that's what distinguishes professional athletes and people who are really good and really athletic and really talented from them is the ability to visualize the future and to visualize what it takes to be elite and what it takes to be successful. And then not just visualize that, but turn it into action and doing that. And that's where that what and that how is. But it starts with that visualization. It starts with asking yourself, where do you want to be? Who do you want to be there? What does success look like? And so when you talked about introspection, that's kind of what it made me think of for that in, in the sense of, you know, if you're having trouble thinking through, why do I want these things? You know, why do I want my life to change? You can start asking yourself, maybe not uh, not so much about what do you want to change or how do you want to change it or but what do you want to see? What What do you want your life to look like? Um, and so, yeah, that just kind of made me think of that. And it was really, really inspiring. And so I think that exercise for, for Holly and I has been really big. We've, we've been able to sit down and it's not just me saying, this is what I want. And this is, where I want to be, but together kind of crafting that dream. And what that does is not only give us vision and purpose, but it creates alignment between us and our relationship. And we, we, we start to share the same vision and then we're both motivated. And then, you know, when it's really hard to work on those things, then we can motivate each other and think of like, Hey, think of, you know, think of the beach house or whatever, uh, whatever that vision might be. For
0: sure. I I love that because it. Um, When you have this vivid vision of the future, it actually makes the path to get there very broad, right? It's 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 you can accomplish the same vision or close to it through many different mediums, many different avenues, many different roads to the same place. Right. And so between you and your wife. You could have two different views, but that are parallel and work together. You could have different views that don't really work together, and you'll have to come align on that for sure. But again, if the goal is looking at down the line, into the future at a, at the same place, then, then that allows for a lot of creativity on the way there. It also allows for a lot of pivoting, right? It's like there's no one perfect way to get there. And so you don't have to worry about your failures as much. You just... You just have the creativity to say, you know, five years down the line, this new opportunity comes up because of the first five years that you put in towards, you know, maybe real estate, and then this new opportunity comes up, and you start pivoting towards real estate investment, right? You you were a realtor, and now you're you want to be a real estate investor, right? And then and then that turns into somehow you owning uh, multiple, you know, student housing complexes, right, or something like that, and then you know you look back ten years from now and you said, wow, like when I started as a realtor, I, I never thought I'd you know this would be the route toward my financial freedom but I'm happy I got there just I I responded to the opportunities that life kind of presented to me yeah. right and so uh, I think the big thing there is when you see the vision down the line it allows the path to get there mm-hmm. to be free form it allows it to allows you to roll with the punches that life mm-hmm. kind of throws at you
1: yeah no I, I like that I I think I think another thing that is is really key is the idea when you're when you're trying to craft this vision the importance of kind of even removing yourself from daily life and not in the sense of like like stepping out and like quitting a job or doing something but just getting away from your routine just because,
0: just momentarily yeah
1: because I think I think it's big. It, if you if you're so used to your habits and your schedule to not be able to look past, you know, every day yeah. and what you what that day looks like or what next week holds or you know, this project you have at work yeah. or whatever it so, may so, be. So what do you suggest? So what I would say and what I've heard from others is, you know, turn off your TV. Turn off your computer. Don't get distracted by things okay. that are going on. I, the Bigger Pockets real estate podcast mentions they talk about mindset a lot too. And they talk about how important that is when you talk about investing and in, in different things like that. And one of the things they encourage their listeners to do is go on like a retreat. And that could be a weekend long thing, or it could just be a few hours, like get out of the house, go on a walk, go sit in a park or something. Just get a change of pace, a change of scenery. And if you start addressing these specific thoughts and these specific things, then you'll be able to see them with a little bit more clarity because you're not in your, your day to day routine, you know? Um, And so I would say that's another tip that would be huge. If, if you're having trouble thinking like, I just can't, Visualize something else, or I don't think I'm thinking big enough. Like give your give your permission, or give yourself permission to think big yeah. and and to think outside of your comfort uh, comfort zone. I would say a really good goal and a really good why, or like a goal with a really strong why behind it, is probably a little bit uncomfortable. Oh, for sure. But it's that scary. Yeah. yeah, exactly. But that why is going to keep you on track, and yeah. it's going to motivate you to continue to take those steps upwards and forward.
0: Yeah, I, I, I would say even with deciding to start this podcast sure. we've uh we at many times came to a little bit of a crossroads and said ooh this is this is scary right we're putting ourselves out there we're we're deciding to be those guys with a podcast right and yeah. and uh i think that actually is what's helped cement you know oh this is probably something we should do right it's it's a bigger than we normally would go for or have gone for it's a, a little bit more audacious it's it has the potential to grow into something big it yeah just i think that the fact that it's a little scary means oh that's a challenge we should that's in the right direction i'm not saying everything scary is is something you have to approach but because it kind of aligned with where our lives are going we're like okay that that's worth that's worth pursuing because it's scary for the right reasons Mm. right vivid vision that concept it it comes naturally i feel like to someone like me uh I tend to be imaginative. I tend to daydream. That's why I say that. Um, but I know there are friends of mine. There are people I've run into where vision or imagination about something that has to do with themselves. They might be very imaginative people, but some for some, uh, you know, envisioning something to do with themselves is really difficult. It's not even a language they they have to be able to express. In their yeah. own brains, right? I would say
1: I would say I kind of fall into that boat a little bit. Like, yeah, tell I, me about that. I think I think I'm a little bit more analytical and a little bit more action oriented. I just want to go and do and um, you know work hard. Like, so I, I have I have a motivator like kind of behind me, and I, I want to be excellent in what I do. But it's taken a lot of time for me to develop that skill to think big and to to think forward in the future and imagine my life looking differently than it is because I think it's easy I know it is for me to fall in the trap of just day-to-day life and just kind of continuing the same routine and if I'm not careful I'm just kind of focused on the next step Instead of like 10 steps down the road and, and, figuring out, okay, if I'm, if I'm focused on 10 steps down the road, what do I need to be doing each step of the way to, to reach those things? And so that's been an adjustment for yeah. me. So I, if, if that's you, I totally relate. Yeah. It's, it's taken practice. Like it took me the better part of this entire year to think through. What do, do my financial freedom goals look like? Yeah, what to like know? solidify that for my life and to talk through it with my wife and to, to get on the same page there because it doesn't come as naturally to me. For sure.
0: For someone like me, I think uh, my, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, I'm a, I'm a three wing two on the Enneagram. So I'm an achiever and I tend to like any organization I'm in, any situation I'm in, I, I tend to analyze it in, okay, how do I, where's the ladder here? How, how, do, I, how do I achieve here, right? And so, uh, the good thing about that is it, it tends, it it, it, it kind of like primes me to succeed in a lot of areas because I'm looking to succeed, right? Um, but one way that I would agree with you um, is it, it kind of limits me to the ladder that I see right in front of me, right? So if I'm not imaginative as well, I, I would be climbing this ladder without even asking, am I on the right ladder, right? Like, am I, am I on the right path? Am I on the right, like, how does this, fit into my 10 year, 15, 20 year goal, that kind of thing. So, uh, even with me, even, I mean, there's with every personality, um, you know, this is a exercise. This is a muscle to, to work on, to really be able to learn how to approach your life in a non critical manner. Non, you're not trying to be negative. You're not trying to really beat yourself down, but you're saying, Hey, it's my life. And this is something that I have control over to be able to, work towards improvement, right? And it's, I think it's that idea that I, re- I want to talk about right now, right? It's, it's like, why is it worth looking at yourself as something to improve upon? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I, I would say, I would say everybody has potential. It, potential to be successful, right? That's part of the name of our podcast is We believe we have potential to be successful. We believe that you have potential to be successful. Um, We're not quite successful yet. We found success in certain areas. And like we said, we want to bring you along for the ride uh, as we are pursuing success. And I think that pursuit of growth, you know, to kind of put it a different way, I want to grow, I want to be better, leads to a more fulfilling life. And again, like you were saying, that's not to say anything about the life that you're currently in is bad or or is is the wrong way to live because everybody has different goals. Everybody has a different life and everybody has different circumstances. But what it allows you to do is to take ownership of the circumstances that you have and the situations that you face and then the dreams that you have and the things that you want in your own personality and your own creativity and start thinking through, okay, what Again, what do I want? Like, where do I want to be? And I think that's a worthwhile endeavor because it leads to satisfaction and fulfillment because you're getting better. And um, I, I know that's true for me. Is is uh, growing up doing sports or being competitive? I love that idea of trying to get better. And like I said, I, I've had trouble looking really far into the future, and which is what I'm trying to grow at. But I've 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 found a lot of fulfillment in okay, I was here yesterday or today, I'm going to be here tomorrow. Yeah,
0: for sure. I, um, I tend to look at this as a graph. I mean, as I do with most things in life. Um, like if, if you looked at it on a graph here, life is, is worth pursuing to go up and to the right, right? If I can get a little bit better, a little bit better and go a little bit further then I'm going to, you know, my trajectory is going to be up and to the right, right? And, and, and that's all about that self improvement saying, okay, if I were to review my last week, my last day, my last year, what did I do well? What did I do not so well? How do I take the things I did not so well, and move them into the I did well at yeah. this, you know, column, right? Uh, another thing I, another concept I love uh, from James Clear is. Um, doing one one percent i mean it might not be unique to him or his idea but i've I heard about it from him doing one percent better every day mm. right so that one percent it's a very small incremental improvement but over time that one percent really compounds sure. right um my wife and i um we tried taking this concept uh towards uh, or or, or uh, our runs our daily runs we we're like saying okay we're gonna just start with one mile and then every day we're gonna run and i had a spreadsheet that just calculated how far one percent more would yeah. be and so we did that we didn't we didn't make it um we made it for like a month month and a half we got to like i think two or three miles something like that but it helped us uh, the thing i learned the most from it is just improving one percent more every day it f- it didn't feel Ever very much more than I did the last day, right? So it wasn't like I was going from one mile this week to three miles next week. It was just literally the next day I just had to go a little bit further than I went yesterday, um, and obviously it would have been nice if, if if we continued for for a long long time. But even just from that 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 two or three months that we were able to do it, you know, you start to realize life is literally just a a a, a staircase. If you think you're you're at step one and you're trying to jump to step 20, that's going to be nearly impossible. Mm. But if you take, go from step one to step two, that's super doable. And if you just keep doing that, you're going to get to step 20. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, So that's, it's it's definitely, yeah, I just love the idea of approaching life as a problem to solve, a challenge to achieve, a thing to improve on, not just for your own benefit benefit
1: but for the benefit of the people around you. Yeah, no, that's good. I like how you broke that down into 1% better and kind of the focus on the steps and that's what we're going to be doing next week. And so it's a little bit of a sneak peek into kind of talking about how do we take this huge audacious goal and break it down into actionable steps so that way you can find success each day and you can feel accomplished. Because yeah, these these big conversations that we're having about why, you know we're talking about purpose, talking about vision, they can be, like you mentioned, intangible and it's hard to kind of grasp or feel like you have a good hold of, but that's what those actionable steps are. So make sure to come back next week yeah. for that. Um, I would say that the action step to yeah, kind of okay. continue that analogy that we can all take this week is to get some time Get away from your daily routine life we were talking about and think about why. Think about what's important to you. Why do you want the things that you want and where do you want to see yourself? Start developing that.
0: All right. Well, that's our show. If you've learned anything on today's episode or if you found any value in it, please share it with a friend. We'd also love for you to engage with us in the comments. Tell us your biggest takeaway. This is the Potentially Successful Podcast with Jeff James and Baxter Rob.